welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to Divorce Coaches Academy's podcast. Today's topic, helping our clients recognize that they are the captain of their ship, supporting them and being advocates and empowered decision-making in the divorce process. (laughs) A big one, a big one. And probably the most important thing that we do in our work as divorce coaches, right? That empowerment piece. Oh, for sure. You know, how many times have you worked with clients? I know I have that come in and they have a strategy or they're moving in a direction and they say, because my parents told me, my neighbor told me, my friend told me, or my attorney told me, Mm -hmm. somebody else told me this is what I should do. Yeah. Right. Or they'll say, you know, I'll say, what's the status of your case if they're already in the middle of it? And they'll say, well, we're doing this. I say, oh, okay. Well, you know, why did you make that choice to move forward with depositions? Well, I don't know. My attorney just told me we have to. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) So it's a, it's a little bit of loss of power, Mm -hmm. right? Which then adds to that fear. And so you know, part of what we do, I think, as divorce coaches is is help them understand again that this is their divorce and they get to be the decision maker. So, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, Tracy, I guess, what impact they can have on a client when they have that aha moment that they're the boss. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's extremely profound. <laughs> Right. And, and, and there's some reasons why we see this, right. The, the transfer of power, like you said, you know, from making decisions, putting it on somebody else, the attorney, the forensic accountant, the, whoever's involved in your case and trying to win this case, right. That we, we see often, especially with these individuals, they're moving from relationships in which they also had a loss of power, mm-hmm. right? Somebody else, their spouse was a decision maker. Their spouse was in control. And, and now, and, and, and for some of our clients, right. Who've been engaged in emotionally abusive relationships in which there was some sense of financial control or emotional control, that fear, right. Of, of, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know what I should be doing. So then I'm going to transfer that power also over to somebody else. Right. I've actually heard people say, I'm afraid I'll make my attorney mad. Oh, I I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. (laughs) You know, when we talk about, well, have you shared, asked your attorney, you know, what the strategy is or what the scope is of the work that they're doing? They're like, what? Right. So, so they believe, and, and it's okay, right? We hire attorneys for legal advice and we need to, they are our advocate legally, right? Yes. So we're entrusting, 
We're entrusting that they're going to act in the best interest of us. And, and attorneys play an extremely important role in this process. I don't ever want to diminish the role an attorney plays in this mm-hmm. process. But when it's all said and done, right? If you, the client, if our clients are not involved or engaged in that decision-making process, they are the ones left holding the bag. I say this Mm -hmm. all the time, right? So when it's all done, the dust settles, the settlement is over. All of these professionals are no longer in your life, right? So you're, you're literally sitting there left holding the bag. Are you, are you, do you feel Feel that you were part of that? Did you make those decisions? Were those decisions consistent with what you had hoped, what your goals were, what your values were, what was important to you? Right. And if you don't, if you don't feel that way, that's when we see the anger, the regret, the resentment that people carry on. You know, that individual who talks about their divorce, you know, and you say, oh, when did you get divorced? You know, eight years ago. Right. Who still carry that level of resentment because they were not mm-hmm. involved in the decision-making process. So what happened to them was a result of everybody else making decisions. Making decisions, yeah. right. And sometimes I've come across many, many client situations where they'll ask an attorney a question and they get back an answer they don't understand. Yeah. And they're actually afraid to ask the follow-up. That's, that's one thing I talk to them about all the time is don't be afraid to ask the Mm follow-up if you didn't understand the first answer. And I've been in plenty of attorney client meetings where I feel like my only job is to be a translator. Yes. Right. Because the client is afraid to ask the follow-up question. The attorney knows exactly what they're doing. They're great at their job. Mm -hmm. It's just that they've done this 4 million times. And so sometimes they skip the introductory sentence of explanation to the client, but you know, and, and, and again, that's part of learning to advocate too, is simply to say, I'm sorry, I didn't understand your answer. I still don't understand why that's the best next step. Or I always tell my favorite confrontational phrase. Help me understand. Yes. Yeah. That lost in translation. I also have been in numerous client attorney meetings and really serve in a, in, in a translator in tra- role. Right? Yeah. So the client- say, so-and-so. Now, what I heard your attorney say 100%. was this. Is this your understanding? And are you clear? Is this a strategy? Yes. Okay. So attorney, are you clear? She wants to pursue this. I literally feel like I'm translating Spanish to Chinese and I'm just turning my head back and forth doing basically reflective listening. Yeah. I heard this. Is that what you heard? Are we clear? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's often sometimes in some of these client attorney communications, like missiles misfiring, right? Totally. They're, they're shooting up, but they're not meeting each other. So what the client is trying to express is not being heard by the attorney. What the attorney is trying to express is not necessarily being heard or understood by the client. Right. Right. So this is where divorce coaches play such an important role, not only in supporting them in that process, but helping them understand some of the stuff, the basics, the information Mm. prior to even engaging in those conversations. So they're coming in with some level of knowledge. 
again, not legal information, but knowledge as to the process and sort of some baseline understanding of what the state statutes and laws are, you know, again, not giving legal advice, but helping. Is your state an equitable distribution state? What does that mean? Not necessarily Mm -hmm. how it applies to your case, but do you have an understanding of that process? Do you Mm -hmm. understand how child support works in your state, right? How spousal support works in your state. And divorce coaches can help clients establish that baseline information and knowledge, which which makes them a more effective in their communication. So then the the attorney, and they're not wasting hours with the attorney being frustrated and having to explain what that is, right? What that is, right. In a different level of conversation with Mm -hmm. their attorney. Right, right. And then, and then the next thing is, if, is, if the attorney tends to be more litigious and the client is wanting a more collaborative process, Mm -hmm. right? Is giving them, helping them practice language, role play. Yes. Talking through their own decisions Mm -hmm. and how can they then have that conversation in a really healthy, assertive way with their attorney to say, you know, I, I talk with clients and say, your attorney is your legal advocate. And in most cases, there's more than one route you could take. Mm-hmm. And ideally, your attorney will help you understand option A, legal implications, pros and cons. Option B, legal implications, pros and cons, and the same for option C. And lay that all out for you mm-hmm. and then say, let's talk about mm-hmm. which one makes sense for you, but you're the ultimate decision maker. But their goal is not to tell you we're going to do B. Right. I mean, their role is not to tell you we're going to do B, but I hear that a lot. Yeah, so do I. Right. So do I. And, but, and- I, but they they're skipping a step, which should be to outline for the client what the three are and then have that conversation about why they think B is best for that client. Right. And, 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 you know, as a mediator and a divorce coach, right. I talk about a, a, your BATNA a lot, right. Yep. What is your best alternative to a negotiated agreement? And mm-hmm. often, right, we should be working forwards in that process. Unfortunately, often when you're not engaged in that decision-making process <clears throat> and you're being told, or perhaps this is your only choice, then it, you're you're at a disadvantage because now you're already starting at that top and sort of starting at the bottom, working up. Mm-hmm. And it, it, once you start at that top, it's very hard to go the other direction, right? right. Versus starting in a least restrictive format of trying trying to engage in some form of negotiation. Again, whether that is mediation, uh, pro se mediation, mediation with attorneys or attorney settlement negotiations, right? When we just start right at the, okay, this is going to become, we're going to fight this. You you are entitled to, you should be getting X and, and we go right for the adversarial process and the client, that's not resonating exactly with the consistency of what the the client wants and then somebody else is engaging in that decision making process right. here, you know here's the frustration and the the fear of yeah. being able to say maybe that's not what i want yeah well, maybe and let's try something else first 
Yeah. And then the same with working with other professionals. Yeah. So in mediation, um, I have had clients who didn't feel they felt like they got stuck on a topic for hours and were getting beaten up and like the door was locked and they couldn't leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, teaching them to be assertive enough to say to the mediator, I think I'm done for today. Yes. I, I think we need to end the session. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll say, I didn't know that was an option. It's always an option. You are paying that mediator. You hired them. Yeah. You are allowed to say, I am done for today. Yes. Right. Or the same with a, a forensic accountant. Yes. Let's talk about, right. I didn't sign up for the hundred thousand dollar plan. I think what I'd like you to do is do a high level scan mm-hmm. for $2,500. And then let's talk about the red flags you saw. Yes. And then I will make a decision about what next level I want to go to. Absolutely. So being uh, in charge. Being in charge. And, and, and again, understanding and the awareness of, of the process, right. And not being afraid to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where that confidence plays such a huge role that divorce coaches help support our clients in empowering them. Right. Again, whether yeah. that they felt that they have been disempowered for the last 15 years in their marriage, that it is still possible to reclaim that power, right? For sure. Be able to, and it feels so good. I mean, Deb, I'm sure you've seen clients, you know, once they recognize that they can empower themselves, that they are their decision makers, that they are the person who's going to be ultimately, you know, creating that next chapter for themselves. It Mm -hmm. is it's amazing to watch. It oh. is, is just, it's, I, I often, it brings like, I don't cry, but it does bring a, a, a slight tear to my eye of yeah. joy and happiness. I, mean, to see it, to see I got, it. I got an email from a client, um, a few months ago that said, you know, in our, our work together, because we worked on language and because you helped me really advocate for myself instead of kind of folding, um, In our last mediation session, I was able to advocate for myself and I got $50,000 more on one of the items we were negotiating. Mm -hmm. I mean, you tell me that isn't worth a few hundred dollars of divorce coaching. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And as we talk about that value, right? One of the other things empowered as an empowered decision maker, the captain of your ship, we support clients and ultimately saving money in their use of expertise. Expert perspective is essential. Again, there is a, Mm. a role to play for every professional in this space, but the client client has to be able to understand what that scope is, right? To set the scope, to set that awareness, to set that understanding. And also as an empowered decision maker, they need to be able to understand what that cost is to them, right? I often ask clients about their retainer agreements, right? you know, do you understand how you're going to be billed? Have you been watching your bills? Are you looking at the invoices? How are you using that 
expert perspective in the most Mm -hmm. time efficient and cost effective way. And, and if they don't feel empowered by this, right, it's kind of like that, you know, dumping onto these professionals, which ultimately costs money. So that, that empowerment to understand also the experts that they are asking, they are asking, okay, they're hiring them to Mm -hmm. join their team. They're the captain of the team. They're the captain of that ship to to sort of understand what, what that looks like for them, right? They're inviting Mm -hmm. them. So understanding what their billing practices are, how they're invoiced, how they're using their services is, is an extremely needed uh, step in this uh, process for most individuals engaging in divorce. Right. It, it really is. And so many are coming out of a, a power imbalance. Mm-hmm. And especially as we move to more alternative dispute resolution, right? They can feel really intimidated in that environment when they feel like the, the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. And so being able to give them that confidence Mm-hmm. to negotiate and advocate for themselves mm-hmm. yeah. makes, makes a big difference as they head to mediation, as yeah. we're moving to those processes. If they have felt underpowered their entire 25-year marriage, they're not going to feel very good about trying to sit at a table and negotiate with a bully. Yeah, yeah. And and we were uh, just speaking about this and we'll be speaking a lot about it more. But again, right, the power of negotiation, the perceived psychological power and part of that perceived psychological power, again, is being an engaged decision maker, empowerment in that process to say this is important to me right? This is what I am hoping for. This is what I would like within that supporting also, uh, again, moving from that amygdala part of the brain, that reactive part of the brain into the, the more frontal part of our brain, which is that thought process, being able to conceptualize abstract and process, which is so much involved in that decision-making process or what I also like to talk about value-based decision-making, right? Because this is about your values, Mm -hmm. what's important to you in a managed an emotionally managed space, Mm -hmm. right? That's responsive, not reactive. Yes, exactly. And sometimes we have to ask questions as a divorce coaches with people, again, add with clients advocating for themselves, you're right. You could continue to fight and Mm -hmm. you might get another dime, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about the costs of fighting for that dime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do they, cause that's a choice. It is. a That's a, that's another choice you're making as the captain of your team Mm -hmm. is to stay engaged in that conflict. Yeah. 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 And, and is that the mindset right? That you're then either um, sort of agreeing with your team, right? Mm -hmm. Or are you setting the tone? Correct. Correct. So if you're coming in and you're saying, well, I just want to go after that 
blank, 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 right? Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, those individuals, I want to hire a shark. This is what I'm doing, right? right. You're engaging then that team to already become engaged in an adversarial process. And, and for what reason, right? And, and again, at what cost? Yeah. At what cost? So, yeah. There's, All there's right. so much that we, so much the, the, again, the, the importance, the, the role that the divorce coach does in the work with clients and supporting them and being their own advocates. A lot is, you know, honoring our clients to honor themselves. Right. And there, there's so much involved in that in terms of self-care, self-value, self-worth, reclaiming that value, feeling confident in, in their decisions and having a support person to help guide them along that path. And, and yeah. that's the work we do, not only helping them get the information and knowledge to be able to hold that position as captain in the ship, but really mm-hmm. encouraging them to, to see how, how wonderful that can be for them. Yeah. And I really, at the, at the, the, the whole um, base of all that is really boundary work. Yeah. Right. And, and if they have been lacking boundaries in their life, learning that skill now will not only be helpful during their divorce, it will really serve them during Mm co-parenting and when they go into another relationship, now they have this really healthy foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good work. All right. Good work. Good All stuff. Well, All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to uh, you guys catching up with our next topic uh, in the following week. Yeah. All kinds of juicy stuff we're going to talk about. All right. We'll see you then. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.